You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to reu hotels and resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. So Lisa is one of the uber sleepers. My wife can, like, honestly, 10 hours, and she just keeps packing away. I, I'm <laughs> that a good, is so unfair. Are you, do you sleep and sleep and sleep? Like once every 10 years, I love it. But sleeping next to you makes that impossible. Why? <laughs> because, oh, 5.15 in the morning, clomp, 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 clomp. Turn on the lights. Oh, I, if he's up, everyone must be up. Yeah, good luck. everyone. I'm Dr. Oz, and this is the Dr. Oz Podcast. Getting a good night's sleep may seem like an impossible dream when you're tossing and turning at 3 a.m. In fact, more than half of you listening right now are struggling to fall asleep. So I've got good news. I want everyone to close their eyes and relax, unless you're driving, because what my next guest has to say will put you to sleep. And no, not out of boredom, but because his new book, Sleep Smarter, will give you the simple tools you can start using right now to finally get the quality shut-eye that you deserve. Integrative health expert Sean Stevenson joins me now. Welcome to the show. Very grateful to be here. I was blessed to have Sean on my TV show, and he riveted the audience. So I thought I'd share some of his wisdom and go a little deeper into some of these topics since we have a bit more time together. So the book Sleep Smarter suggests there's a more thoughtful way of getting sleep, which yeah. is an interesting process because people always use that phraseology, I'm going to fall asleep. But it's the opposite. You don't just fall into sleep. You got to work at it. Yeah, yeah. It's really a big moniker is that a great night of sleep starts the moment you wake up in the morning. So it's the things that you really do to set yourself up for a great night of sleep. And also the book is called Sleep Smarter, not necessarily Sleep More. So it's really about getting efficient sleep cycles. That's really what I really focus on for folks. So Lisa is one of the uber sleepers. My wife can, like, honestly, 10 hours, and she just keeps packing away. I, I'm <laughs> that good, is so unfair. Are you, do you sleep and sleep and sleep? Like once every 10 years. I love it. But sleeping next to you makes that impossible. Why? <laughs> because, oh, 5.15 in the morning, clomp, 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 clomp. Turn on the lights. Oh, if he's up, everyone must be up. Yeah, 
Good luck. But you seem like you're sleeping. <laughs> in, in Lisa's family, there are sleepers and non-sleepers. There are six mm-hmm. kids. It's like an experiment. And three <laughs> of them were just big-time sleepers, and they yeah. can do it forever. And then three of them are like me. We like to sleep, but then you, you know, time to get stuff done. So I think that becomes a, a, a big challenge for the non-sleepers, trying to understand what is it that gets the sleepers to be able to sleep. Have you, when you compare those two groups, what do you find? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we have a mutual friend, Dr. Michael Bruce. Oh, he yeah. talks about the chronotypes. And I definitely abide by that. But, you know, there's some basic uh, human tenets that kind of go consistent with everybody, you know. Um, But for me, again, it just really boils down whether they're a a super sleeper. You know, like the funny thing is my wife is the same way. She could sleep anywhere, anytime. She can fall asleep on a flight like in five seconds, you know, whereas I'm like literally the the flight yesterday from San Diego to here, I worked the entire time. Oh, I could have been, I just, I just can't do that. You guys sound a little jealous of our sleeping ability. I mean, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a gift for sure. But at the same time, you know, like I think we're probably more in the, the lion uh, chronotype where we're just early risers, ready to get stuff done. And I typically don't nap, but you know, I do see naps as a great supplement, but Sleep at night is really the real food. And so I want to make sure people are optimizing that so they don't feel like they have to have a nap to make it, if that makes sense. See, I love napping. And I think part of it is because I, when the, I'm very much dependent on light. When I see the sun come up and our, our home faces yeah. uh, the east, so I, I, I wake up. That's actually why I get up at 5.30 in the morning in the summer. In the wintertime, I don't want to get up at 5.30. But I think that drives a lot of folks. But you, you have a different philosophy for most tr- tried traditional sleep experts who yeah. oftentimes are designing their programs around people who are really having issues sleeping, yeah. not the walking wounded like most mm-hmm. of America listening yeah. now. Yeah, absolutely. So um, like I said, and just to really drill down on this, um, I truly believe that it's helping people to optimize their sleep cycle. So what does that even mean? The average sleep cycle is somewhere in the ballpark of 75 to 120 minutes. And this is where you're cycling between non-REM sleep and REM sleep in the transitionary stages. And so we want to get efficient, uh, effective time in each of those stages. And so just we'll take an example, 90 minutes on average. And if folks are getting, we'll we'll keep the the 90 minutes as the baseline, we'll say four complete sleep cycles. That's about six hours of sleep. All right. So I like people to be in that kind of, um, that's the border for the minimums to get four complete sleep cycles to completely regenerate your brain and your body. And then from there, if we jump it up a notch, which is ideal, is going to be seven and a half hours of sleep for most folks. And then some folks need more. So that's going to be nine hours. And so what does this mean with the sleep cycle? So we've got, as we're talking, we're basically in like beta mental state. So when we're talking about sleep cycles changing, we're talking about brain waves changing. So we go from beta to alpha, and then we go to theta, and then delta is the deep kind of anabolic non-REM sleep. Sounds like a fraternity. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so we want to efficiently go through all those stages because there are great benefits in each of them. Just to give a couple quick ones, in in REM sleep, this is rapid eye movement sleep. This is where we get a lot of dreams happening. But this is also where something called memory processing takes place. So this is where even stuff people are learning right now gets converted to your short-term memory. All right, so it's pretty important. And then if we look at uh, the delta non-REM deep sleep, this is where, this is a really anabolic state. You're producing the most human growth hormone. So you need, again, efficient time in all of those. And so small things like, for example, Harvard researchers have confirmed that blue light exposure, for example, can disrupt your melatonin secretion and also cortisol. And so if you're exposed to blue light right before you go to bed, and so what they found was that basically every hour you're on your device at night, you can suppress your melatonin for about 30 minutes. 
right? Mm. So even if you fall asleep, you know, you're unconscious, this doesn't necessarily mean you're getting efficient, effective sleep because you're not producing melatonin, uh-huh. if that makes sense. Does that mean yeah. watching TV too? Yeah, that so, blue light screen. exposure, yeah. But there are hacks for that. You know, I'm not the guy that's going to take it away. I want to stay up sometimes and watch a movie after the kids are asleep, you know. There are ways you can go about this, but you want to make it more of the exception and not the rule. So sure, share some of those hacks. What do you do? And I, just to point out to everybody, melatonin is not so much for sleep as it is for circadian rhythm. So it yes. tells your body that it's late and you're supposed to be asleep. So it makes all the pieces of the puzzle fit together. But let's say your wife who loves watching movies and since she can sleep 10 hours, doesn't bother her, wants to watch a movie that goes till 10, 30, 11 at night. Yeah. So what, what would I do or someone like me who's caught in that conundrum in order to still be able to sleep right when the movie ends? Yeah. So for myself personally, well, I like to... First of all, ideally have a sleep curfew or a, a, um, a screen curfew, better said. All right, so I, I generally give myself 30 minutes of free time away from the screen before I go to bed just to kind of unwind. But in a situation where we are staying up, there are blue light blocking glasses. I don't know if you guys have ever tried these So you watch, you watch your device with glasses on? Yeah, these blue light blocking shades. Yeah, I've been using these for probably five years. And I started off like I got some from Amazon just like it was like construction glasses. I looked ridiculous. It's one of my first Instagram <laughs> posts. I don't know how my wife still talked to me, but you know, from there now they've gotten some that are pretty. Do they cool. have little screen films that you could put? You know how like you can put a little thing on your phone so people can't see yeah. from the side what mm-hmm. you're doing. Do they have those to block the blue light? Do you think? So what we have even on your on your device, it looks like you. Do you have an iPhone? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so on the iPhone, now Apple's built in uh, an app, or it's really more of a tool called Night Shift that automatically pulls out the most troublesome spectrum of light from your phone. Oh, you so literally cool. go to your settings and your screen and just set it and forget it. So, like, even this is a multi-billion dollar company, and they're really starting to understand that this is potentially a problem, you know. And so we've got that for your computers, everybody. There's an app called Flux, F dot L-U-X, does the same job. I've been using that for over half a decade as well. These so, are free apps, you know? Yeah, free apps. And so you don't also have to put on the the blue light blocking glasses. That's more for like ambient light if you're watching television. Yeah, I find that when I can't go to sleep and so I just like scroll through Instagram before mm-hmm. I'm falling, I, it, I really can't fall asleep. Right, it, yeah. The, it gets worse. It's like going down a rabbit hole. Yeah, absolutely. That's... And then she gets mad at me. <laughs> which I can just note, literally, that, that happens, then she gets mad How at me. How would you know? You're sound asleep. Because that's why she's mad at me. Well, guess what? So here's what's so fascinating, especially social media. I mean, it's really designed to keep you addicted to it. And so you're getting like a dopamine hit right before bed. It's going to kind of keep you seeking. You know, that really helps us to kind of seek and look for stuff. And the crazy thing is with dopamine getting secreted, every time you find something, you get a little hit from your opioid system. So you start to create this kind of vicious feedback loop. You seek, find, seek, find. And Instagram, Twitter, Facebook is perfect for that because you're going to keep looking. And so again... Here's the thing, though. We can't just tell yourself, I'm not going to be on my phone for 30 minutes before bed. You have to fill it with something of greater or equal value, or you're going to get what I call the internet jitters. Right? Just like, <laughs> I'll just check the post real quick. Exactly. Right quicks, right quick. And next thing you know, you get sucked into that internet black hole. It's so easy for any of us. I'm not perfect, by the way, but I'm mu- very much aware of it. All right, we're just scratching the surface here, but we got a lot more to discuss, so stay with us right after the break. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful Beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Let me get into you a little bit because you have these unorthodox ideas that have been partly come from your own philosophy of bucking the trend. And I, you know, you look incredibly fit sitting across from me right now. You are incredibly fit sitting across from me right now, but you weren't always so healthy. Yeah. And I think sharing a little bit of your history, uh, your challenges with your, I know you had spine issues and yeah. other other challenges we all do but you got advice that you weren't happy with yeah. and you know the, the medications and braces and all this stuff how'd you get past that to become the person you are now sure yeah so and just want to point out you know one of the biggest podcasts around you obviously you know i love to have you on the show because you're charismatic and thoughtful I mean, you've got, you've become a thought leader for a lot of people who like you say hey listen there's more out there than just taking a bunch of pills yeah absolutely so for me uh, i was age 20 just to give a super brief uh, and I was diagnosed with degenerative bone disease and degenerative spinal disease. Uh, so the disc in between the vertebrae and my back were deteriorating rapidly to the degree that my physician at the time told me I had the spine of an 80-year-old man Jeez. when I was just 20. Is that genetic? So, yeah, there's a genetic component. But in, as you guys know, there's epigenetics, right? right? And literally flipping a switch on that aged my spine. And t I just had a, a scan done probably six months ago, and my spine looks amazing. You know, it oh, actually right. looks better than it did two years ago. And so, can you just for folks who don't know what epigenetics is, just explain it to them real quick, but also explain how epigenetics, how how the epigenetics went the wrong way for you. Sure, sure. So epigenetics, if you look at the the name epi, this like epidermis, it means above the dermis. So this is above genetics or above genetic control. And so now we know that you know tens of thousands of our genes are regulated largely by our environment. There are certain things that we can do to either kind of flip on these genetic programs or kind of flip them off. And I'm being very, um, this is a very kind of fundamental explanation, by the way. And so... Accessible. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> um, with epigenetics, we really, 
are taking back control because we were taught, you know, when we were looking at the, the Human Genome Project, for example, we thought we we're going to find all of these different human genes. Come to find out we collectively share about the same 25 to 30,000 genes. But why do we have so much difference? And this is because of, you know, epigenetics and how different genes can be expressed. One gene can be 20,000 different expressions of the same gene, mm. right? And that's determined by your environment, the things you're exposed to, and also the environment you create in your body. And so for me, when he gave me that diagnosis, you guys, of course, know the placebo effect. Placebo, yeah. here's what people don't know. On average, placebos are about 33% effective. Just the belief that a drug is working, whether it's chemotherapy or, you know, something for your blood pressure, crazy. So they have to account for that in every study. So what he did for me was something sort of the opposite. It's called a nocebo effect. And this is when you get a negative injunction that something bad is going to happen. And so I went from a nuisance of a pain in my leg to chronic debilitating pain within about six weeks. And that sent me on the spiral downward. And I was in college at the time. I started missing classes. I went from a 12, 15 credit hour load to a three credit hmm. hour load because I was embarrassed because I'd get this sharp, like on a scale of one to 10, it would be a 10, but it would just be a split second. So it was enough to start messing with my mind. Like, I'm just not going to move. Yeah. And so I spent a lot of time laying on the floor in my college apartment playing video games. Oh, I got great at Madden, by the way. <laughs> and, That's right. And by me being so docile and also, you know, him telling me bed rest, here's these pills. Eventually I was fitting for a back brace. And again, it's super embarrassing when you're like 21 in the club. You've got like That's a right. back brace on. I know. It's, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not cool. <laughs> and so, um, but everything changed when I finally decided to get well. Now, most people don't ever do this, so I don't want people to glance past this. I was completely invested in what my physicians were telling me, like, there's nothing you can do about this. This is so-called incurable. And so I just believed it. And it wasn't until I really got like, you know, they don't walk in my shoes, and they're not thinking about me as I'm laying here suffering. So let me just see what I can do about it. What was that moment? Because you obviously had weeks or months of lying on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. And did someone inspire you? Or did... Oh, wow, such a great question. Nobody's ever asked that before. Uh, it was actually my grandmother. Uh-huh. And she kept calling me. She would like pester me, you know, like just checking on you. I'm just like, I'm fine, Grandma. But it just finally hit me one day. I was sitting on the edge of my bed and I had my pills in my hand. I had, um, you know, it was a combination of over-the-counter and prescription medications to help me sleep. The pain was so bad it would wake me up at night. And I was just looking at the pill bottle and my grandmother just popped into my head. And I just remember her always telling people growing up, like, Sean is special. Like, he's going to do so much in the world. He's going to do amazing things. And I was just like, my life is the complete opposite of what she thought. I'm going to do something about this. And so that's when I really decided to get well. So most people, it's more like wishful thinking. Like, I'll try this. We'll see what will happen. I hope this works. I wish I would get better. I decided, like, no matter what, I'm going to get better. And also when I went to school initially, I <laughs> I went to school pre-med, but I hated science, <laughs> ironically. <laughs> and so I got into marketing just from watching TV. It was like uh, Boomerang, the Eddie Murphy movie. I was yes. like, I'll do that. Exactly. <laughs> so the life had other plans for me. And so, but I remember in school, initially when I went to school, like the upperclassmen just obsessed with self-diagnosis. It was freaking me out, you know, just like this pathology, you know, and there's all these problems. And so, again, I decided to do the opposite. I'm going to find out everything I can about health and not disease. And I'm a very analytical person by nature, by the way. So it wasn't like, you know, the clouds parted and like, you know, (laughs) this moment happened. But I put a plan together that entailed three specific things. One was changing the way I was eating. I knew it was the issue, but I didn't know how much. 
Uh, second thing was movement. Because I was given permission not to do it, the worst thing you can do is to do nothing. Because the rest of your body's going to atrophy. Right. Yeah. And the third thing was to finally get my sleep together. Sleep was the biggest struggle for me. And if you're not sleeping, you're not healing. Where'd you get the information? Did you just... It took time. You know, yeah. I went for low-hanging fruit first, you know, kind of doing what my coaches taught me, you know, as far as nutrition, which was a lot of bad science. Yeah. <laughs> but you know this statement when the you student You ate like ready. a gallon of ice cream, your coach told you, right, before football games? Yeah, well, we were just trying to get calories in. Yeah. It wasn't even... A thoughtful process. You said, go go home and get calories because you, you need the nutrients. Good luck. And you're, we're yawning on the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> in the game. <laughs> and so, um, you know, it, the student when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And so the right people started coming into my life, the right books. You know, this is the internet was happening with health summits starting to come up. And I shifted all my coursework over to biology in school as well. And, uh, you know, anatomy, kinesiology, all that good stuff. And just over time, you know, I start to pick up pieces. But I'm also somebody who, once I start to get better, and by the way, spoiler alert, again, I'm completely better now. But it was about six weeks later, I lost about 25 pounds. What? And yeah, yeah. From what? I gained fi- about 50 pounds over that two years. Oh, my goodness. And it only just, took you six weeks to lose yeah, 25 I'm, pounds? Again, re- results not typical, right? <laughs> but I'm, I'm kind of a, you know, just more of a mesomorph body type, like the weight just kind of came off of me. Were you exercising? Um, Yeah, I started to exercise. It was a big part of that. And here's why. So I came across a study that was done on racehorses, all right? And this is a multi-million dollar industry. And so there's a big vested interest in the horses not breaking a bone because they could be put down. And so they took the horses, they had a control group, then they took, took the horses and they gave them supplements to see if they can increase their bone density. And so, of course, I was taking supplements now. I was eating great, getting the calcium, the magnesium, and because I found out all these things were important. But they also had another study group where they walked the horses in addition to giving them the supplements, and they found their bone density increased even more. So this is really the key to exercise. It's not about looking good. Like, that's a side effect. The real importance of exercise is assimilation and also elimination. And so... What does assimilation mean in this context? So assimilation, so I'm taking, now I'm eating all this good food, I'm taking supplements, it helps your cells to absorb it. The stuff that you need to absorb. Yes, yeah. exactly. The, the movement does. Yes, it's essential. Okay. Absolutely Because the resources are running, but the actual, just the walking Right, walking, around. they just, they took the control group, they did the same stuff a horse would do. Yeah. Then they had this one study group, gave them calcium supplements and other supplements. And then the study group that had the greatest bone density increase they walked the horses and gave them supplements, if that makes sense. So is this some way of getting the supplements better absorbed? Exactly, yeah. Interesting. When we come back, it's the one vitamin that everyone needs to be taking more of in order to sleep better tonight. Find out what it is after the break. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. You know, the thing about uh, sleep is it also sets your circadian rhythm, which is one of the biggest frontiers, I think, in medicine. All these things we've taken for granted are affected by the time of the day you do them. What time you take a pill, whether it's for high blood pressure, which, by the way, your blood pressure itself varies over the day. But even chemotherapy makes a huge difference if it's morning versus afternoon versus evening. And we try to ignore that because it's sort of inconvenient. I don't want to have to just do your stuff at a certain part of the day. But it turns out that it works better. So you've wandered into a a bunch of hacks that have allowed you to become an effective sleeper, ones that a lot of Americans are following now. So the screen time part I get. But I'm curious, when you actually put your head in the pillow— and you're looking at the ceiling, and you're by mm-hmm. yourself because you sleep by yourself. What are the things you do personally to get you into the space where you can sleep and not wake up at four in the morning? Oh, perfect. So, uh, again, a great night of sleep starts the moment you wake up in the in the morning. And one of the big keys, and I even did this this morning. Appalachian State University did a study, and they took folks to find out what time of day exercising can help you have the best sleep at night. And so they took people in the study, they had them train at three different times exclusively over the course of study period, 7 a.m. for one, one phase of the study, uh, 1 p.m. in the afternoon, and then 7 p.m. At the end of the study, they consolidated all the data, and they found that the morning exercisers spent more time in the deepest, most anabolic stage of sleep. They got more efficient sleep cycles. They tended to sleep longer, and, and this is something that was kind of, it can get looked past in the study, they had it on average about a 25% greater drop in blood pressure at night. Mm. compared to the other groups. And that's kind of correlated with the activation of the parasympathetic nervous system. So basically helping you to calm down better when you are laying down on the pillow. So now for folks that are listening that work out after after work, it's okay. But I still want you to get some movement in the morning. What it does is something that I call a cortisol reset. Because a lot of people would come into my office and we called them clinically tired and wired. Where their cortisol was too low in the morning and too high at night. And so helping to kind of flip that switch and get cortisol elevated, that's what exercise is really good for in the morning. So I recommend just a minimum five minutes of exercise. Not just a cup of coffee. That that won't make up for it. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's a hack. It replaces a cup of coffee. Well, I'm saying you can't work out like this morning on a way. 
I could not work out five before minutes, we got here. The, the, the simple little yoga it took stretch. Took me five seconds to drink the caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, Tai Chi done in the morning usually. Yeah, billion and a half people in China are doing it. In this country, they have all kinds of practice. In India, they do yoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I like doing it just a stretch in the morning, which is yeah. basically sun salutation. But I didn't realize that connection to the exercise, to the uh, the sleep part. But it makes perfect sense. And when I when left to my own design, I always work out first thing in the morning. Yeah. I mean, I work out. You know, before Lisa's out of bed. And I do find that it helps me through the rest of the day. But also there's the emotional part of being able to brag to yourself, mm-hmm. right? right, that you did your Got five minutes or seven minutes or an hour, whatever it happens to be. So you're not feeling guilty the whole day. Yeah. Uh, when, how do you define good sleep? And do you use those trackers much? How, how effective are they for folks? So I've got people who are good friends of mine. Like they're the self-quantifying gurus. Like I'm just really more into, and this is the barometer I would use for the people I was working with is how do you look, feel, and perform? I think that's the most important thing. The most important metric is just paying attention to your body. You know, uh, a lot of people, you know, if they're coming in the office, they ha- their blood sugar is wonky or they're having issues with their energy. The first thing I would look at after I've learned about this stuff was their sleep. Instead of trying to give them a supplement to try to, you know, g- give them more energy, like sleep is your, this is where you actually are generating true energy. And so that's really it. You know, how do you look, feel, and perform? And your sleep, this is called beauty sleep for a reason. You know, <laughs> and there's so much research coming out now about, you know, the collagen production and all these different things that are affected by your sleep. And so th- that's the barometer I use. Are you supposed to dream as you awaken? Is that, are you supposed to awaken in REM sleep and therefore have some dream consciousness? Yeah, you're typically going to be coming out of a transitionary stage close to REM sleep. The reason that we could potentially even be groggy when we wake up is that if your alarm clock goes off when you're in deep sleep, it's very difficult to pull you out of that. And so sometimes, you know, if we hit the snooze button or, you know, we maybe we get up and we decide to go back to sleep and you get into uh, a transitionary stage in a deep sleep, you're going to feel even more tired yeah. than if we would have got up. And I know mm-hmm. this has happened to a lot of folks before. So. Yeah, that's why, you, you know, exactly, you'll sleep eight hours and feel tired because you still woke up. You're alarm clock this morning. Lisa got up before me yeah. to do the hour of extra things she has to do. And uh, that's not when I normally get up. And my system's pretty regular. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I know what time I'll wake up because I usually rem at that time. Sleep cycles, as you point out, are individual, so we get there. Let me, if I can, push a little bit on food. Because yeah. this is an area where people don't generally acknowledge as a huge power. But you speak about the the, the gut-brain-sleep connection. Yeah. this is... And if you're going to sleep smarter title of your book, you've got to hack your food as well. It was a big part of your recovery you pointed out as well. Yeah, this is so powerful. And like the research on this knocked my socks off. I couldn't even believe this. And so we have a tremendous, like a massive amount of neuro tissue in our gut. All right, a lot of folks don't realize that. Even upwards of like 100 million neurons are in your gut, producing somewhere around 30 neurotransmitters, much like your brain. Right? And actually, it's often referred to as a second brain. Your gut is uh, the enteric nervous system. And so just having that as a first baseline is that, wow, there's a lot going on here with our gut. So here's what's fascinating. Number one, serotonin. All right, serotonin, over 90% of our serotonin is actually stored in our gut. And why does this matter? Serotonin is a precursor for creating melatonin, which helps to regulate those circadian timings, uh, circ- circadian timing system. Number one, fascinating piece. Number two, researchers have found there's 400 times more melatonin in your gut than in your pineal gland in your brain. You can actually have a pinealectomy, which I don't recommend. (laughs) They can remove your pineal gland, and they found that the levels of melatonin still stay relatively the same. Crazy stuff. Because when I was taught in school, 
your pineal gland produces melatonin in the story. It's not the end of the story, right? And so researchers at UCLA sought to find out, like, what's going on, what's kind of controlling this? And they found that there's bacteria in your gut that communicate with the cells that produce these sleep-related neurotransmitters and hormones. And so your gut, gut, it's called the microbiome. And I know you've had Robin Chutkin. I have. She's She's a good friend. And so your microbiome is a huge influence on whether or not you're producing the right neurotransmitters and hormones to affect your sleep. And so one of the things that we do is, like, let's look at how do we get your microbiome back on track. Number one is avoiding things that hurt your microbiome. So this would be um, obviously processed food. You know, processed food, especially sugar, is going to feed opportunistic pathogenic bacteria. It can throw off that cascade. Now, by the way, we have upwards of, you know, 100 trillion cells. We have 10 times more bacteria than we have human cells. So you're actually more bacteria cells than you cells. It's kind of weird. I want everybody to be creeped out. It's okay. It's how it's supposed (laughs) to be. But the balance of that bacteria, we want to make sure that the good guys are kind of in control. Because we we all have a ratio of... We we outsource digestion, actually, right? Exactly. The food, you don't digest your own food. The bacteria, thank goodness they're there. They're helping you eat. Yeah, exactly. So processed foods, also um, pesticides, herbicides, fungicides. You can't avoid side. those. It's hard to yeah. avoid those the, things. The, the, the suffix side means to kill. Right. Right. And we, because we're bigger organisms, we tend to bioaccumulate some of these things and hold them in our tissues. What do you recommend to get rid of them? Now, if you can avoid them, you know, avoid them. You know, eat organic food, if at all possible. Again, it's not, it doesn't have to be 120%. You know, the list of the dirty dozen. Right. There was a paper that came out this week uh, revealing the endemic nature of pesticides in our food supply, that it's really hard to eat food that doesn't have pesticides in it. It's cross-contamination. Yeah. Now, advocates for the industry will say, well, it doesn't really cause demonstrable harm in us, but I, but I get you. And but the no one's measuring what it's doing to our microbiome. Yeah. We don't so when know they say, yet. Yeah, we don't that's know. the, that's Question the problem. Question yeah. yeah. But here's the, this is the, specifically the thing, the microbiome is the issue because these things are designed to take out small pests, right? And... Most of them, and this is just what they use, just to give a quick synopsis on this. They're either neurogenic or estrogenic. This is just what they use to either screw up the reproductive cycle of the pest or to damage their brain and nervous system. And so, again, we're just thinking, oh, it doesn't do anything to us. We don't know yet. But we know what that's designed for, and we're consuming it. It's probably causing something. So it's just better to err on the side of caution. Uh, Also, uh, chlorinated water, for example. Chlorine is a very strong antibiotic. And I, I want that in water that's been, you know, through a lot in our water system. It's definitely good at cleaning, but we're not going to necessarily drink pool water, for example. <laughs> but, but you can we're take chlorine out with a amount. filter. Yes, that's what uh, the point I'm getting to, exactly that. By the way, like, there are certain filters that says removes the smell and taste of chlorine, but it doesn't remove the chlorine. Uh, you might want to look at more of an RO system, um, but that kind of creates like... RO stands for reverse osmosis. osmosis. Yeah, per- Perfect. But then you probably want to restructure your water a little bit, maybe add a little sea salt, uh, a little lemon to your water, something to give it a little bit of a charge, if that makes sense. Uh, Explain that. So so putting lemon in water is an old Ayurvedic approach. Thousands of years of human experience has not gotten rid of it, which makes me think there's something going on there. But how does it recharge the water? Oh, perfect. So, you know, when I mentioned RO, so what that does is it puts the water through a very tight um, channel and it kind of, it doesn't allow for certain kind of larger particulate matter to make its way through. And what you're left with is more or less something that's kind of a a supplement, which is H2O. In in nature, you never find H2O by itself, right? 
So that's the construct of water. It's H2O with other things dissolved into it, right? So water is known as a universal solvent because it really becomes and, and takes on what it's exposed to, all right? So with H2O in nature, you're going to find a certain mineral construct with it. So that makes the water a little bit more alkaline or acid, all right, or um, these acids and bases we were taught about in school. Mm-hmm. And so what do we want to do is understand that if we're taking a supplement, which is blank H2O, your body will actually start to kind of pull in its own, uh, your own reserves of minerals in your tissues to try to process the water. Because the water has to have a certain structure to fit into your aquaporins. These are kind of protein channels that hydrate your cells. It's kind of complicated It's stuff. like when you take a bath, you know how your fingers get pruny? Yeah. It's because you have more salt or mm-hmm. ele- yeah. the, those elements you're talking about inside your body than outside, so you're sucking water in through your skin. Perfect example. So you do, your yeah. cells do the same thing. Yeah. So we want to make sure the water has some structure so that it can hydrate you properly. And I know there's probably folks listening that they might drink a lot of water, but they never really feel like they're really hydrated. You know, so you might want to look at just structuring your water. There's um, obviously, again, just pinches some Himalayan salt or sea salt. Lemon is one of those things. It provides free electrons. And there are some, liquid minerals you can add to. Yeah, liquid there are a minerals. Bunch of things yeah. you can do there's to there's a bunch of those. Water. Let's let's finish up with the superstar you called vitamin G. Yeah, grounding. Grounding. Okay. Wow. So this was one of the things I just I just didn't believe. All right. Until I looked at the research, which was shocking. And so to make this simple, you know, we humans evolved with contact to the earth. Right? The surface of the earth is really brimming with free electrons. And I just mentioned this with the food. Like, what are we trying to get from our food? We're trying to get these antioxidants. We're trying to get these free electrons, this energy. Where does it all come from? It comes from the earth itself. You know, so human body is very conductive. First of all, it's the kind of premise you have to understand. And just to give an example, like I'm looking at some sockets over there. There's like a outlet over here. Yep. If we are feeling frisky and we want to stick a butter knife in there, which I don't <laughs> recommend, you're going to get electrocuted. All right. We're very conductive. Or if you think about like the scary movies and Jason comes in where you're trying to exfoliate and you're taking a bath and throws a, you know, electronic device in your tub, you know, you can kind of fry your system. And so we're very conductive, static electricity. And so there's a certain spectrum of light that we can see. All right. We some animals see more into ultraviolet or infrared. We have a certain spectrum. So we can't see all the energy that's coming off of things. And so again, Earth is brimming with free electrons. It's like the Matrix. Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> stuff. And so by you getting in contact with the conductive surface of the Earth, you literally start to absorb these free electrons. And they add on a, an, an electron to kind of balance out these free radicals. All right, Because free radicals are really just missing an electron. And we talk about free radicals, we're talking about something that's considered to be parallel with aging. So it kind of puts out this little fire that we're having. So it reduces inflammation. As far as the sleep research is concerned with grounding, um, and this was just, again, blew my mind. What they found was that while patients were grounded while sleeping, so in contact with the Earth's surface, they were able to normalize their cortisol levels. So they actually brought their cortisol levels down, and it normalized it throughout the day. All right, So it dropped their cortisol levels down at night and made sure that it didn't get out of sequence during the day. So we got to be camping, basically? No, yeah. So <laughs> How do you ground while you're sleeping? Sleep outdoors. Yeah, on the ground. So what we want to do is just make sure we're getting some time connected. And it's very difficult in a city like this. 
you know? Well, also, if you're wearing sneakers, it's a rubber-soled right, you shoe. you never get in contact it's with It's like earth. when you drive a car, the rubber keeps you from... So what do you do? You walk, you walk barefooted for five minutes a day? How do you ground yourself? So ideally, we get in... So what, is, what are some conductive surfaces? Uh, dirt, soil, grass, sand, bodies of water. Concrete is sem- semi-conductive. Asphalt is not. Wood is not. Uh, rubber is not, obviously. Um, so if you can get some vitamin G time with your feet on the ground, great. But there are also, um, you know, gadgets now. Like I've got a grounding mouse pad that my hand sits on. Or I've got a grounding mat under my desk that connects to the grounding prong in your outlet. Uh-huh. In your office. Right. right? So that, that can keep you grounded. And I actually did some tests to actually, you know, monitor whether or not it does bring down the kind of um, megahertz charge that my, that my body has. It's crazy. It's crazy stuff. So, so if the lightning strikes, should you get off the pad? <laughs> that is probably not going to happen. But, <laughs> right. you know, this, and this is the thing, like, we still don't know about that technology. We don't really know how effective it is. And so it's just something to experiment with, something for people to well, consider. Well, one thing I'm going to say is for a, y- a lot of young kids, especially who have disabilities, uh, you know, autism spectrum, et cetera, uh, getting them outside and playing and running on dirt and ground and in the water does seem to have an impact. And one of the arguments I've heard it made by folks that they always make it quietly, they're sort of embarrassed, almost ashamed to acknowledge that they think grounding might be important, uh, is that it grounds them. So I personally think running outside with your bare feet is probably a wise thing to do anyway. And if you get the extra benefit of the grounding that might let you do a lot of the things that Sean's speaking of, it'd be great. Sean, thanks very much for being with us. My pleasure. Check out the rest of his sleep secrets in Sleep Smarter, 21 essential strategies to sleep your way to a better body, better health, and bigger success. You can hear Sean's full progressive relaxation session to help you fall asleep. We didn't even get to relaxation, but maybe one of the most important tips he has. So follow along with him right after this. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store.
Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And I'm very happy to share with you this little bonus piece to complement what you learned today with Dr. Oz on his incredible podcast. Again, this is Sean Stevenson, and we covered so much information today, including the topic of you know what you're doing during the day really does help you to sleep better at night, including the timing of your exercise and also uh, improving the health of your gut, aka your microbiome, and taking good care of that environment in your gut. But also, just to sneak one little tip in here for you, you also want to feed that gut microbiome, what I call plenty of good sleep nutrients. And if you take a look at something like vitamin C, for example, this is always had rave reviews for being great for your immune system, but it's also important for your sleep. A study published in the Public Library of Science found that people with low levels of vitamin C in their blood had more sleep issues and were prone to waking up during the night. So a simple nutrient deficiency can be causing problems with our sleep. And that's just one thing. Uh, Another one like potassium. A study published in the journal Sleep found that potassium may be helpful for those who have trouble staying asleep. All right, so what are some good foods to look for? Potassium, we're looking at something like avocados, great source of potassium, green leafy vegetables, broccoli, and also a sea veggie called dulse. Dulse, okay, that's a sea vegetable called dulse. And then for vitamin C, we know plenty of great vitamin C foods, but are you eating enough of them? Bell peppers, green leafy vegetables, kiwis, strawberries, papaya, good stuff like that. All right, so make sure to get in plenty of good sleep nutrients. Now, there's a whole list of those that you'll find in my book, Sleep Smarter. But what I also want to share with you is not just what you do during the day, but obviously the things that you do at night as well to help you to kind of decompress and slow down can help to improve your sleep as well. So yes, we are great at going from zero to 100. As humans, zero to 100 is no problem, all right? But can you go from 100 to zero? Can you turn it back down and relax? All right, now that's the real question, the bigger challenge in our world today. So if you think about this, there are several clinically proven methods to help us to decompress and to switch off that fight or flight, aka sympathetic nervous system, and help us to wind down. Things like journaling, massage, meditation, these are all clinically proven to help us to relax and activate that parasympathetic rest and digest nervous system. But there's also another interesting one that we're going to go through today. What we're going to go through right now is something called progressive muscle relaxation. Now, you might actually think that your muscles are relaxed, but they're probably not. Many of us tend to hold a constant muscle tension where our muscles are slightly, quote, on, even when we consciously believe that we're fully relaxed. To help combat this and to truly relax those muscles, the best thing you can do is fully tense them up first. I know that sounds strange, but Dr. Philip German, who's a clinical director of Penn Medicine's Behavioral Sleep Medicine Program at the Penn Sleep Center in Philadelphia, says, quote, Progressive muscle relaxation is a relaxation exercise in which you systematically tense and then relax all the muscle groups of your body. It helps to promote overall physical relaxation, which has a number of benefits on its own, end quote. So basically, by fully contracting your muscles, you can elicit and experience a greater relaxation when you let go. 
And this practice is used clinically to help to reduce stress and to, of course, improve sleep. Now, here's an example of how it's done. And I'd encourage you to do this exercise along with me in a relaxed position with your eyes closed. So if you're driving right now or operating heavy machinery, then go ahead and pause this portion of the episode and save it for later to help you to relax. Okay, so what I want you to do first is to go ahead and get into a very comfortable position. Ideally, you can go ahead and lie down right now and close your eyes. Now, when you're in this comfortable position, eyes closed, first thing I want you to do is go ahead and take a couple of deep breaths to begin the practice. Breathing in deeply, filling up your belly with air, and exhale, get all the air out of your body. Very nice. So go ahead and do that again. Breathe in deeply, fill your belly up with air, and breathe out, get all the air out of your body. Very good. So with the progressive muscle relaxation, we're going to tense up your muscles, starting from your head, literally going down to our toes. We're going to go through each section of your body, tensing the muscles and then allowing them to relax. So starting with your face, we're going to go ahead and tense up those eyebrows. You're going to raise your eyebrows up as high as possible, keeping your eyes closed. Get those eyebrows up high and tense. Really create some lines in your forehead. Nice and tight. And relax. Let it go. Just let them go back to their neutral position. Okay, so we're going to hold each of these for about 10 seconds. Okay, so we're going to, this time we're going to squinch the eyes together, squinch the eyebrows down. Nice and tight, squinch tight, 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 tight. Eyes and eyebrows for 10 seconds. And relax. You'll probably notice you want to take a deep breath after each one of these tensing sessions. So next thing we're going to do, we're going to move to your your nose and your mouth. And we're going to tense up your entire face with your eyes, your nose, and your mouth tensing together nice and tight. Mm, Squeeze your face together Mm, like you just bit into the most sour thing ever. Squeeze. And relax. Very good. So each time we'll take a few seconds between the sets that we're doing. Next, we're going to move down to your neck. Okay. People hold a lot of tension in their neck and shoulders. So what we're going to do right now is you're going to tense up your neck. Just tighten those muscles in your neck. Like you're getting those weird muscles popping out of your neck. Like you're a wrestler, right? WWF, WWE. Nice and tight, tense, tense, tense in your neck. And relax. Very good. Again, we're holding each contraction for right around 10 seconds. Okay, so now we're going to move on to your shoulders and arms. Your arms should be down at your side, okay, right in the comfortable position. And we're going to tense up and squeeze your arms and your shoulders. Here we go. Squeeze. Squeeze your arms. Tense. Squeeze your fists together. Tense up your forearms, your upper arms, your shoulders. Squeeze them together nice and tight. Squeeze. Squeeze. Keep squeezing. Squeeze. And relax. Very good. Okay, now we're going to move to your chest and your abdomen. Okay, chest and abdomen. So as we're laying down or in a comfortable position, 
going to go ahead and we're going to squeeze your chest together and squeeze your abs nice and tight. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze tight. Squeeze those muscles together. Tense. Get as tense as you can. Two, one, relax. Just let your body relax. Let the tension go. You're doing great. Okay, our next body part we're going to move to is your back. Obviously, a lot of people carry tension in their back muscles. They're kind of chronically on, especially that lower back. So we're going to try to hyperactivate those muscles so they can relax a little bit deeper. All right, so three, two, one. Here we go. Squeeze your back muscles together. Squeeze, tense. Pull your shoulders back. Squeeze those muscles. Tense up. Tense your back muscles as best as you can. Squeeze, squeeze. Three, two, one. Relax. Very good. Okay, we're making our way down our body here. We're getting close. Next up, we're going to go ahead and tense the, the muscles around your hips and your buttocks. All right, as Forrest Gump would say, your buttocks. All right, so get ready. Here we go. Three, two, one. Squeeze. Tense up your groin area, your butt. Squeeze. Tight, tight, tight. Squeeze. We got five more seconds. Squeeze. Get as tense as you can. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Your entire hip area, three, two, and relax. Very good. All right, next we're going to target our upper and lower legs. Okay, so you're going to tense up your calf muscles and your quads, hamstrings. You're going to tense up all of your legs at one time. All right, three, two, one. Squeeze, tense those muscles up in your legs. Squeeze, get your calves nice and tight. Squeeze those quads together. Feel those hamstrings turning on. Squeeze, five. Four, three, two, and relax. Very good. Very, very good. Okay, now finally we're going to target those feet and your toes. All right, we said we're going to start from your head, work our way all the way down to your toes. So as promised. All right, so get ready. Three, two, one. Tense up those feet. Curl your toes in. Curl them. Or you can extend as high as you can. Get them nice and tense, tense, tense. Five seconds. All right, get those muscles in your feet tense. Three, two, one. Relax. Let go. Let go. Doing fantastic. We've got one more bonus here. All right, now we're going to do full body tension. All right, we're going to squeeze every part of your body together at one time. Every muscle you can think of that you can command, we're going to turn it all on, squeeze super tight for 10 seconds, and then we're going to relax and just let it be. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Squeeze every muscle in your body. Contract tight your face, your chest, your legs, feet, everything. Squeeze five, four, three, two, and done. Let go. Just relax. Just relax into it. Did an incredible job. If you follow along with this exercise, you feel that deep relaxation. Those muscles were slightly on. Now they've found a way to, to turn off a little bit more. Relax a little bit deeper. 
did such a great job. And again, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast from the incredible Dr. Oz. And I'm very happy to be a guest today, Sean Stevenson. I appreciate you so much for taking action to better your life, to better your health, and to be an inspiration for the people around you. You deserve to feel good. You deserve to get great sleep. And you deserve to have great health as a result. All right. So again, I appreciate you immensely. Have a great one. And here's to your health.